And now, live from Pod Cabin in Burbank, California, it's the Allison Rosen is your new best friend show. Tonight, Allison welcomes a guest. He's a journalist who literally wrote a book about being a man, which I haven't read because real men don't read. It's Joel Stein. And she's a writer and showrunner and known to the locals in Nantucket as old cranky pants. It's Robin Shore. Chef Jeff is here to make good on his New Year's resolution to give less of a shit than ever. I'm her husband, Daniel, saying hop on board the Love Bus and say hello to your new best friend, Allison Rosen. Hello, my little Italian wedding cookies. Welcome to the first uh, group show of 2024. Group show of Allison Rosen's University. I have got to stick with my regular mm. intro or else I just forget what I'm doing it's anyway. because you're reading. I know. I know. <laughs> my notes. Yeah. yeah. You even hired this guy to hold the cue cards. I think I'm going to have to fire him because he has them out of order. Anyway, that particular carbohydrate was sent in on Patreon. 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 By Alicia Janofsky. And yes, I am on Patreon. All sorts of fun stuff over there. Uh, friend zones with all your favorite people. I just had Stephanie Wilder Taylor on the main show and then I made her stay and we also recorded a friend zone and it has all the stuff that we can only talk about behind the paywall. Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. Go for an annual subscription. Get two months free. Okay. <clears throat> I would like to say hello to my guests. My husband looks like he wants to die. No, I'm fine. Were you just closing your eyes and enjoying the sounds of my voice? <laughs> it is it is painful to listen to your voice, but I've managed to find a way to, you know, compartmentalize it. <laughs> we should leave. Yeah. We should definitely <laughs> Let's go. I felt that since we walked in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we should go. They wouldn't notice. Hi, Joel Stein. <laughs> hey. Welcome back. Thanks. I feel like it's been too long. Yes. Do we have a lot to catch up on? So much. I have a sub stack. Because Elise Lonan told me to get a Substack. And she oh. said when I'm on a podcast, I have to mention my Substack every minute and a half. So every, <laughs> I was regardless of what we're talking yeah. about, every so often I'm just going to yell Substack. I know. I love your yeah. Substack. Yeah. Well, now you got 90 seconds. Are we okay. supposed to pretend that you didn't just drop Elise Lonan's name? Hello. Oh, is that droppable? Is that- <laughs> yes. But you know, okay, I was... Hello, Robin. Hi. Hi. Hi, everyone. Put a pin in that because I have something to say about that. Okay. Um, About the Elise part. Yes. Hello, Jeff Fox. Hi, Allison. What, are you hearing that noise again? I don't know where that's coming from. Is that Robin? <laughs> no, that's you. Oh. That was your imitation of the weird noise that we had on the last episode. Oh. <laughs> very good, Allison. I don't remember that. It's very good. Very dynamic. Thank you. I know it, it almost sounds like a true like alarm clock or something, it right? Sounds, wah, wah. It, it sounds like what I think um, ambulances sound like in England. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, right. I had an alarm clock when I was a kid, and my parents used to say it sounded like a French alarm. I mean, a French ambulance. Yeah, just it was like, like <laughs> do my sound again. <laughs> I mean, wah, it's wah. so good that I thought it was Robin, a professional voiceover artiste. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Elise Lunin, yes, uh, who I used to work at Time Out New York with, yes, and now is an author who is the wind beneath. 
Joel Stein's Substack. He has a Substack, you know. I heard about your Substack. Everyone's talking about it. And I heard that it, it was mm-hmm. told to do, you were told mm-hmm. by the the Archangel nope. Lonan. Yes, that's right. She was like, you are you cannot do 2024 without a Substack. Yeah, but back in 2023, and the, and we had lunch and she convinced me to do a Substack. How, how, how persuasive was she? Like, how long was it between the time she pitched it and the time you Less said yes? Less than a week. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Great. She's very powerful. But yeah. get, the, get this. Here's, here's the thing that yeah. I was thinking. I literally really thinking about it earlier today because I was thinking about this show and I was thinking about how Joel you Robin you were here when Joel told us that he had spoken at a menopause convention correct how could course, I forget yeah Elise was there as well <gasps> but here's the thing the important thing L-O-E-H-N-E-N I know, I know it's pronounced Lunin oh sorry but the entire oh apologize to her yeah. but the entire time that I worked with her I thought it was Lonin Lonin's better yeah, yeah it kind of makes let's, more sense. Let's and, let her know. And earlier today, I was thinking, I can't believe that I, the whole, the, the only way I found out it was Lunin is because I had her on my podcast a few years ago. Right. Um, And I thought, I can't believe I worked with her this whole time and didn't know what her name really was. But now I feel better that n- no one does. No. And for those of you out there who don't know who we're talking about, yep. she was, I guess, Gwyneth, she was oh, yeah, she, like, recently she, like ran Goop. Exactly. But, but I really liked the book that she released sometime within the last year. Last year, yeah. And it on was about like on our best behavior. And it was just about how women are put into a certain place. And I, I actually and should, listened should to it. should be or should not be? Um, <laughs> you <laughs> decide. Right? Right. It's a That's choose a your own adventure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she and I just thought that book was really well written, and yeah. I I admired her for writing it. So I think that if she told me to write a Substack, I would just do right? it. I had to. Yeah, yeah, you had to. I don't know if it's a good idea, but I did it. I think it's a great idea. I, I also have a Substack. What? Not, she didn't. Yeah. She didn't tell me to do it, and I feel like that takes away from it. Although she was encouraging of it when I mentioned it. Right, and she had tips yeah. and stuff for me. So in a sense, well, I don't not think this, everyone she didn't Substack launch it. Like no. Joel was told to do it by Elise. No, well, that's yeah. why you're special. <laughs> but also, Joel, you were saying beforehand that she wants you to sell uh, ball scented candles. Yes, <laughs> yeah, she was really into that. Too, this Substack smells like my said, vagina. Yeah. That, was, that also didn't seem like a good idea, but I did it anyway. It's odd. So I've made money on neither. Maybe it's a good yeah. idea though. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Can we talk about the vagina scented candle for a second? So that was a shtick, and that was a bit. I have a story about. Oh, good. Well, that's what okay. Well, that's what I was gonna say is that the whole thing was supposed to be a joke, and right. yet I don't even think at the time I realized that it was supposed to be a joke, or that it was tongue in cheek, or that it was Gwyneth kind of understanding it's how one people of those perceive the PR her. department tells you to do, like sell a ten thousand dollar omelet. Like right. it's something the yeah. press will latch onto. But yeah, it yeah, seemed, yeah. but didn't. I mean, I certainly was like, oh, that's so Gwyneth. <laughs> I don't know her at all. But well, here's what I want to say about that. Which is um, my... Is that you unzipping your pants? <laughs> <laughs> Zip, flop, 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 flop. Um, Wait, is that your big dick coming out? Yeah, oh, it's three flops. Um, my, flops or flops? I don't... <laughs> both. Um, I don't think Sam will mind me. My, my boyfriend, Sam... Have you slept with him yet? No. Oh, oh, Jesus. It's disgusting. Been, how long has it been now? It's disgusting. Five years. No, I meant in the house. Oh, that he's been living in my yes. house, in our house? Five, uh, since May. 
It's a long time. Yeah, I know. It's, I what are you waiting for? Work for it. You gotta make uh. him work for it. But he was working on a television show called Station 19. Mm-hmm. Oh, very popular. And, right, which is a show about firefighters in somewhere, Seattle. Mm-hmm. And um, he was just kind of always looking for fire-related stories in the news just to pitch and be helpful. And on a certain day, at a certain time... He said he sent to the group chat of writers like, did you guys see this candle? The my candle, this candle smells like a vagina. And like no one wrote him back. (laughs) And he was like, oh, my God, what did I do? Like, this is a news story. I'm not being gross. Like, this was a legit. There could be a funny episode where like the vagina candle lights on fire, whatever. And then somebody basically like side texted him and was like, uh, Sam, you may want to turn on the news. And it was it was the full height of January 6th. And <laughs> Sam didn't know. And he was uh, he was informed. That's how he found yeah. out about January 6th. Because wow. you know those people who just like are not up to speed right. on the thing that just happened. Mm-hmm. He happened to be in that position. People, but- people don't talk about that casualty. <laughs> that we never got to see the Station 19 Vagina Candle episode because wow. of the yeah, that's, Stormy of the Capitol. Yeah. That's on them. There are so many Station Something shows. I thought it was the yeah, other Station, station 11. Are you thinking of Station 11? Yeah, that, that show is, I think, science fiction yes. So There's a yeah. post-apocalyptic. Yeah, did that's it, not the same. Did anyone here besides Daniel and me watch Station 11? No. I tried to. It was so... Daniel, take a back seat for a second because I know you disagree with me. I don't care. Slow, mm-hmm. plodding dense and unenjoyable oh however by the end i was like wow that was so well done i never want to watch it again yeah but not not like it was painful it just there wasn't a lot i didn't find it enjoyable right but it was like it really came to it was like poetry by the end it came together so beautifully and almost made me not regret having spent time watching it i actually i would recommend it it's just not a it's takes not a while a breezy to get that. Watch. What a roller coaster i know, I know. Oh that, for, me, for me too i enjoyed the whole thing wow it just opened with like a guy in a city having a lot of panic attacks and mm-hmm. i was like this is kind of a busman's holiday for me you know <laughs> yeah. like this is not a big escape wait here. what's a busman's holiday oh it's oh. one of my favorite terms i love that expression. I love terms. Yeah. It's when you, it's a thing like if a bus driver took a bus to go on vacation. It's like when you do something for recreation that's completely the same, the same as, as your job. Oh. Your or it's when the, I heard it's when the dad, the bus driver is driving his family on a vacation. Oh, that's, that even makes a it more just like it's, he's doing the same thing that he always does. That's perfect. Busman's holiday. Like if my job was scrolling social media and getting annoyed, right? Then that would be my holiday too. Yeah, yeah. Busman's holiday, Rosen's holiday. I feel like I can do better. Yeah, but I'm glad we're on the same page. How have I never heard this before? It's a great. One. I, I love kind of idioms and phrases, I but I like old timey ones. Yeah, yeah. So should we start pitching stations 12 through mm-hmm. 18 because they have 11 and yes. 19? Mm-hmm. What's going on? But there's another one. There's like. There were two at the same time. There was Station Eleven. There was another station show, like oh. Station Thirty Four. Or so, oh, Jeff, maybe. can you look this up? Yeah, you're right. I just like when hmm. I hear you talk about a show that's like plotting and slow. Great headphone placement, Daniel. I've got to hear what's happening in the room with one ear, so I don't know how to do this. <laughs> no, take a picture fine. of this. Patreon.com. Not the way you do that. <laughs> no. Let me see. <laughs> 
But when I hear that a show is like slow and plotting and it starts with a guy in the middle of a void losing his mind, I'm like, we have like we as writers trying to sell shows like imagine it's like Shark Tank. You have to just you have to pitch your nuts off and make them (laughs) understand in under two minutes what your entire show is. And you're telling me that some guy just went into HBO and was like, so there is a field and a guy and a canoe. And that just makes me nuts. It was a book. It was a book. Had it not been, I don't. fuck that book. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I I just, but still, still it makes me mad. Sure. Because we have to just lay our whole thing out there. We have to put... For lack of a better term, we have to put our dicks on the table yes. and show them everything. This yeah. is the only metaphor you seem to have. <laughs> I know. Could you I know. do? We are going to need a zip sound each time. <laughs> what do you? Okay. Since since I'm talking to two TV writers. Well, one and a quarter. One and a half. Oh, I was gonna. Okay, you're, I was gonna round up. Yeah. But you're a real writer. I didn't say he has that. a Substack. <laughs> yeah, you're on a fucking Substack, dude. What are you uh, talking about? What would be? <laughs> Actually, you know what? I'm going to open this up to everyone in the room. You're welcome. So Substack to writers, what podcasts are to comedians? <laughs> Good question. What podcast is to like uh, NPR oh, okay. anchors? Uh, yeah. Interest. That's a great. That's yeah. better. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what do you think would be the easiest show to pitch? Oh, um, I've thought about this before. Please. I always... You're... There's some shows that you just, I always want to know what the pitch was for like the Cosby show. Yeah. I mean, if you take out Bill Cosby, it's like, what is that pitch? <laughs> there right? is, it's There's a family nothing. show. Yeah. But, and the but, kids but are growing say, up. But you have to say something. You have to say something. I don't think I, Bill Cosby had to say anything. But so the showrunner must have had to. So it's like know. a doctor yeah, and a, you know, a doctor and a lawyer and they're black and they live in and a well, nice apartment. No, they didn't pitch and, it without him though. That's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> there, there wasn't a pitch that didn't involve It's so true. He he yeah and it's NBC it's the early to mid eighties and they're just like Bill Cosby couldn't be more popular easiest thing to pitch is, is the the high, the 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 big premise ones like My Mother the Car or something right oh my god this is Joel's second My Mother the <laughs> well, Car on this podcast <laughs> and that is so spe- honestly it's very special to me that's so great that it's you an easy pitch it. though right does that is that high con I always get confused between high concept and low concept high con- Bill Cosby be- low con- Cosby show low concept okay yeah My Mother no the Car concept. high concept and if and uh, if for anybody out there, if you want to go to YouTube and just put in my mother the car, I highly recommend yeah. watching the opening credits because they're incredible. Yeah. And I think I said this on the last time this was mentioned, Jerry Van Dyke took my mother the car over Gilligan's Island. That's not a bad call. Yeah. Oh, says you. He never <laughs> got over it. Let me tell you. Um, From rags to riches. Also did his mom's and buddies is a good pitch. You know, oh, yeah. I would say yeah. the easiest show company. ever that was probably ever pitched. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is just in the last 25 years is uh, Two and a Half Men. Why? Just so simple. But it's it's the odd couple. It's the odd couple. Right. But all Chuck Berry shows are the odd couple. Right. So he's doing something right. He's doing something yeah. just so simple. And we're getting uh, and like and like as TV writers, it's like, do you want to do something sellable? Like make a show with puppets <laughs> with people that have built in audiences? Or right. do you want to make your dream show about a guy canoeing in the void? My show is the pup. My dream show is the puppets. Thank you. For real. Thank you. Yeah. Well, one day, maybe I'll hopefully I'll have a puppet show for you to watch. Oh, I'm so excited. Is the My Mother the Car opening, is it just the music that's awesome or is it the whole It's pastiche? the whole thing. Okay. It's it's Jerry Van Dyke riding around in a car that is also his mother. Okay. <laughs> Did she become a car yeah. or she is he birthed from she a car? She died and became a car. She came back as a car. Yeah. 
and a he, car, and then he bought. How did he? How did he get the car? He bought it at a used parking lot. Well, right? I think the mother <laughs> chose the car that he was buying. I don't think it was pure luck. Right, right, yeah. right. It's all explained in the opening yeah, credits. Oh actually. my god! Oh, yes. like the Patty Duke show? Yes. Island. <laughs> so she, she was the first kid. Yes. Yeah. Everybody knows in a second life we all come back sooner or later. As anything from a pussy cat to a man eating alligator. Well, you all may think my story is more fiction than it's fact. But believe it or not, my mother dear decided she'd come back as a car. She's my very own guy. 30 more seconds. That's simpler time. Different time, guys. I mean, could you make a show like this now? Like with a lighthearted concept? You could really make it that. I don't think it lasted that long, right? That you don't think what? It lasted that long. No, it went one season. Yeah, and oh. he, I think they, I believe they shot it both at Rad, what is now a CBS Robert and Jerry Van Dyke had to see all of Killigan's Island cast just like <laughs> having a ball and was just like, oh, and he was already like that because of his brother. Like he was uh, already like, oh, right. By the so way, Dick, Dick Van Dyke, yeah, still alive, still alive. Yep. His yeah. still his younger alive. brother is not. He played the grandpa in the middle. That's how I know all these stories. He would, he would, he's also a nudist. And what does that mean? He was a hardcore nudist. Again, well, hardcore. Like, when, when does he indulge this side of him? Well, when when think, doesn't he? I think <laughs> that he wound up moving from here to like Nebraska or some poor choice for a nudist. I yeah, you know, gotta go to Florida. I think he, you know, he walked around set in a robe. I mean, he oh, was oh. really devoted to being a nudist. Maybe I'm a nudist. How does this happen? What? I don't know. Wait, he walked around. Set with nothing. I'm pretty sure I, c- I should ask. I don't, it's a while ago, it's about 10 like, years ago. Like read throughs, not a read throughs, okay. but he would, he wouldn't be a read throughs necessarily. He's we tried to conserve his energy, we okay. wouldn't have brought him to a read through. I don't think. Wow, how could you want to be naked all the time or ever? He, he and clothes I are great. I believe he was a very a- active in the nudist community and was open about it. I'm not like Daniel has yeah. an uncle. Yeah, <clears throat> new, new had, well had. Oh. Um, he would. Uh, he died of nudity. Yes, <laughs> nudity related <laughs> accident. Um, he lived in Miami, and he would work all week. And as he described it on the weekend, he he lived in a boat. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like he would pull up the anchor, mm-hmm. and then it was on with the buffet, off with the clothes. <laughs> yes. Uh, there were islands that he would sail to that were like nudist il- islands. Really. And he would just be naked all weekend. Yeah. Until it was time to go back to work, and then he would put his clothes on reluctantly. I mean, it's so. I feel like this is a Joel Stein Substack waiting yes. to happen. Yes. Like you need to go be in a nude, embed yourself ha- in a nudist you community. I've never hung out with nudists. No, I'm in my. It seems like third... you're like a stunt journalist with a Substack, and it seems like you <laughs> would have by now. Yeah, I think it's time for a Substack where I, I have to go and do it. Right? Yeah, yeah, of course. Or at least be around them and like find out the way. Like I'm, I'm uncomfortable. Touch. I, you could yeah. write while you're naked. That could be your <laughs> yes. angle. Yeah, I, I may have. Yeah, Jordan you know, Morris has a story when he was in Paris mm-hmm. recently, or maybe five years ago. Who knows time? Uh, there's like a nudist park in the middle of Paris, and he just went there and dropped trout. There's a nudist park in the middle of Paris. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know what? <laughs> uh, my when I was really really little, there was a big family controversy in my family over 
there was an over this. There was a nudist colony in Topanga Canyon. What? It was called Elysian Fields. Yes. Of course it is. And uh <laughs> wait. No. There's another. It's named after Is this Elysian like where Fields, Russ right? Hamblin lives? Like I- uh, maybe probably. I mean, probably. Okay. I love a Russ Hamblin reference, but so he my lives mom, in Topanga. I think yeah, yeah during, right. during the 60s, 70s, yeah. like a bunch of cool, like Neil Young. Oh yeah, like, yeah. they all live there. Yeah. Um, so what? My I'm probably six years old. That means my sister's nine or ten, and she, my mom and dad leave us for the weekend with my dad's cousin, who's way older, like grandma age. So it seemed like cool. And she fucking took us to Elysian Fields. <laughs> not knowing? Or knowing? <laughs> like, fully knowing she wanted to be naked. We did not get what? naked. Oh so and naked. so then we got back and, like, my mom was like, how was your weekend? And we were like, we saw all these new people. But oh my God. at the end of the day, like, my parents actually didn't care at all. But that, was that scarring? Like, that's a lot. I know? just remember their reaction being the funniest thing. Like, what Who's would you reaction? guys do if you went out and your kid, can't? you came back and your kid was like, our nanny took us to a nudist what year is this? now that would be considered like sexual it abuse. would yeah my um, it was worse then because of all the pubes so oh <laughs> god yeah i do i think i blanked out blacked out a lot of it but yeah. i remember going and being like this is re- really funny whatever's happening here is <laughs> oh, really funny, funny. Okay. well because you were six right yeah. if you had been 12 i think you'd be like oh my god i couldn't get through that scene in oppenheimer where they're both talking naked <laughs> i know I'm like why are they talking naked so necessary to move the story along though it just right? stopped it i was like is the cgi that they looked weird and the uh, whole why thing- is there full is it full frontal why is there why is there uh, nudity in frontal? oppenheimer it's, it's frontal enough. it seems like it Plenty yeah front. Plenty, plenty of Florence. But they're just talking. Front. They're just sitting on armchairs talking. Yeah, but there's, some, but there's no point for the. I think nakes. they were just trying to add some, some. I don't know. It human references thing. that it's postcoital. I they, don't know. They were just like, this movie is going to be a lot about bonds. Let's show you a few <laughs> <Yeah>. boobs. <laughs> like that's what it seemed like. And also, I just want to say, like, I feel like Oppenheimer was is a stunning achievement, but I mean. <laughs> I don't know. Like Station Eleven. Yes. But it's like, come on. Wait, can we... Sorry, were you going to say something, Daniel? Mm -mm. Can we talk about the Golden Globes for a minute? Because I didn't watch it. Loved it. Really? No, I didn't see it. Okay. Uh, So Robin's the only one who watched it. I watched it in and out, but I watched it. Uh, I've had Joe Coy on my show before. Yeah, yeah. Um... I've watched him since he was on Chelsea Lately. Yeah. And he was always the butt of the joke on Chelsea Lately, if I don't... If I remember correctly. I was on a panel with him of some kind. He's very popular. Yes, he's very extremely inter- popular. Internationally popular. Yes. yes. And and funny. Yes. Uh, people did not appreciate his monologue, but I haven't seen any of it. So I'm just curious. Did you see it? So we so we went to Sam's parents for dinner and to watch the Golden Globes. And my nephew is in town. And he... We, Wait, the hot is one? This, oh, not, is this, uh, this, is the, this is the older brother of the oh, hot one. Okay. He's he's hot in his own way. It's weird to call my nephew hot. <laughs> but we came in and like the arrivals were happening. And I was like, oh, oh, oh. And then like two minutes went by and all of a sudden we were just watching a byron allen commercial a commercial for like 10 minutes this the byron channel, allen yeah the weather channel or what do you mean? he owns like k call channel not we were on the wrong channel oh. so that's all a, 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 sorry a terribly long way of saying that we we came <laughs> in it. right in the middle probably 25 seconds in 
And my impression is that he was a little antagon he was a little antagonistic of the audience. Like he didn't make them feel like they were in good hands and his jokes just weren't landing. Mm-hmm. And then he was doubling down on his jokes, not landing and blaming the writers, which is so <laughs> rude. I know. You know. Um, but it just seemed like he 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 didn't warm up the room. I think he got the gig two weeks ago. He said yeah. that. Like it just was unfortunate for him, I think. But he also like kept coming out and being like how selfish are you guys? You didn't even w- like. He just kept repeating, "How selfish are you guys?" And it was like, "What's the joke?" Selfish. He was like, Nobody wished Nicholas Cage a happy birthday today. It was like, "Oh God!" Like I, I think what happened during the telecast is that they just crossed out all of his jokes and said, "Just go out there." Well, and you know, introduce. it's, it's a, oh, interesting, thankless, hopeless, job. horrible. Because and as the night progresses, you get more and more miserable people who've just lost an award. So yeah. the room gets colder and colder, and it's just awful. I saw some people saying like, "This is why no one wants to host." No it. one wants to. Host I I think he was literally like number 140 on the list of people that they asked. Jeez. And I think he found out two weeks ago and he just wasn't prepared. Like people, when they know they're hosting something, they'll go do stand up for like six straight months to make sure they have it down. Also, the only successful people are people who already have a writer's room. Mm-hmm. So if you have, if you're already hosting right. a late night show, you just yes. make those guys do it. Right. Yes. I also or wonder gals. who his writers were. Um, he mentioned them by name. Oh, he no. did? No, not on the telecast, but there was some interview where he, where he kind of blamed, Jesus. I think he kind of blamed Chris Rock because Chris Rock didn't want to do it. And then Joe Coy did it, called Chris Rock, and he was like, you should hire these two writers because they're incredible. And he did, and then they didn't deliver or he didn't, whatever. But he's such he, shitty to name them. Yeah, he did blame, blame them. them. And that's the lame. It's just like that. He could bomb whatever, but blame. I, I was just that like, will take, negatively impact him in the future. I think right, it will. I think it will. And like I was on a um, a meeting this morning with uh, a manager of a lot of famous comedians. And I actually thought this manager represented Joe Coy. And he was like, no, but he was horribly mismanaged in this situation. Mm-hmm. Should I write about this on my Substack? Yes, okay. you should write. <laughs> yes, you should write about it with an audio component. Now, are you doing? <laughs> An advice thing as well. At one point, you were. Are you still doing that? No, I did that for a little while for this super liberal website. That was oh, sort of, sort of fun. I thought you were doing it for your Substack. I did it once. No one seemed to like it. I mm. dropped it. Does your Substack have a name? Yes, it's called the End of My Career. Really? Yeah. No, it's not. Yeah. Really? Yeah. What if it's the beginning of your career? Hi. Well, that's. No, but uh, what if it is? What if it's like this new chapter? Because yeah, clearly, you haven't had a career before. So this could start That's it. That's true. I hadn't no, thought about that. But like, what, what if it's just like your second it's, act is I, a sub stacker? I think it's, I've doing, done it for like four or five months. It's not. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, I like sub stack a lot. It's just as a means. I've of- been enjoying, I'm telling a story that I've never told before. I mean, I've told bits, bits here on the podcast. So <clears throat> I didn't know I was Jewish until after I graduated college, which is insane. <laughs> I've never really gone into the details. Of, I've, I've told bits on the show. It's not a big secret, but, um, I've never like really written about it. But now, um, after October 7th, and I don't think I could have told the story when my dad was still alive. I think my mom might feel like, I'm doing this because my dad died, which is really not the case. It's really more that after October 7th, I felt differently about being Jewish and felt compelled to write it. So I've been doing it in little installments. um, And I feel like I deserve a Substack checkmark. Do you think Elise can hook me up with that? Oh, I I don't don't have this work. Yeah, I mean, I think you have one. I have one? I think you do. Whoa. 
If you hey, listen, if you don't, we got to get one between okay, us. Yeah, yeah, we we'll can share it. I didn't even know about the. Chunks. But if not, if you have one, okay. Then does I think, it help? I, I have no idea yeah. what it does, but I just would rather have one than okay. not. That's fair. Um, yeah. My Substack is just called Allison Rosen's newsletter. That's mm-hmm. strong. You think? No. <laughs> I think it's terrible. I've got to rename it. Yeah. Initially, it was this is your brain. This is your brain on my newsletter. Any mm-hmm. questions? You know, back when I was like being right. insouciant. I don't right. know what that word means, but I feel right. like it applies. Yeah. But now I've changed it to I'm writing about things that I was supposed to keep secret. Well, that's good. But Allison Rosen's newsletter, I'm writing about things. Secret. Yeah. Oh, the title should be things I was supposed to keep secret. Well, just to shorten it. Yeah. How about this for a title? I sound sultry. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but then some people, because I posted it in like the chat function of it, and people are like, "You already have the brand, Alice Rose's U.S. Friend. Just call it that." Uh, yeah, or do yeah. really? Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I feel like yeah, it's brand. different. Brands are important. Should brand. I just call it Alice and Rose's New Best Friend? They called yes. it New Coke instead of Tab. I think that was a good call. Yeah. <laughs> R.I.P. Tab. No, yeah. I think Tab's still around. Actually, I, oh, really? I think they brought it back. I, I feel Tab is gross. Tab. It's got lemon, right? I don't know. I don't it has remember. saccharin. Let's oh, get some. I just picture, I, I have no real connection to Tab. Mm. I grew up in New Jersey, but I picture California hot moms by the pool. Well, that was mm. the whole marketing thing oh, behind that's why. Tab. Okay. It was like they wanted they wanted to do something that appealed to women. Yeah. Because it was diet. Is that why? I think yes. that it had slightly less calorie. Yeah, it was yeah. diet. It had, it had like very few calories. There yeah. was no Diet Coke at the time. It was right. just Tab. Right. It yeah. was just it was Coke and Tab. Disgusting. I know. Um. I wonder what tab stood for. Do you um, I'm already looking up the page. Let me see. But it, yeah, it was solely, solely directed at women. Tabula Rosa, just a blank slate that you can reject <laughs> your zero yes, calories onto. Exactly. That assy beverage. <laughs> That's the acronym? <laughs> yeah. That amazing beverage? Yeah, probably assy. 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 Coca-Cola's marketing research department used its IBM 1401 computer to generate a list of over 185,000 four-letter words with one vowel. AI. Adding names suggested by the company's own staff. The, huh. list, the list was stripped of any words de- deemed unpronounceable or too similar Lonin. to existing trademarks. The final list of about 20 names, tab with two Bs, was chosen. Influenced by... Blah, 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 blah. I thought they, it was only TAB. Yeah, it they is. changed it to that. They okay. must yeah. have dropped the That wasn't a great... The story. packaging designer changed it to TAB. Great. So there's, so it's, there's no reason for the name? No. Computer and and the, com- the commercials were all like girls in bathing suits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like sliding down slides. Yeah. It was the best. They used to, women used to do that all the time, right? Yeah. What happened? I don't know. There were less slides made. <laughs> women's there was a slide shortage. <laughs> women's lib. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably true. I feel like Tab was very much for women's lib. <laughs> I do. Well, if women's lib was about bikinis and slides, yeah, it was not for me. It was. That's how I understood it. Yeah. Well, it can be. That's the thing, man. It, if Robin and I want it to be about slides, okay. it can now be. Just, yeah. And if we want it to be about brain surgery, it can be. Yeah. The only Doctors can be women. Thank you, Jordan. <laughs> the only slides it's about now are the shoes. Yeah. Ooh, good one. <laughs> All right. I had something to say, and I don't know what it was. It was... Oh, yeah. 
Alshmos is newest friend. I was going to force everyone to go back to that. I, I should think name that's, it that. I, think I don't know. So. Yeah, I think that's really yeah. frankly. I think that's better than the Alice, the new like no the newsletter one sucks. Yeah, I think you might as well. Yeah. How about Allison Rosen is your new best friend's friend Substack? <laughs> the whole thing. <laughs> Just like Allison Rosen's new best friend is this Substack. Oh yeah, I was thinking of Allison Rosen's new best Substack. Yeah. I just don't know if that yeah. relates to the content. But then again, the content is going to change because eventually I will run out of this story. Right. Um, what would my substack be called? That assy substack. <laughs> that <laughs> that assy beverage. <laughs> That's so lame. <laughs> oh, it will be, um, what was your uh, hands of the feet? Feet. The feet are the hands of the legs. The yeah. legs are the hands of the feet. I don't remember. But yes, feet. they're the hands of the feet or sort of the legs. I have feet thought hands about, and I don't know. You can be my Elise Lunin in this situation. What if I did a Los Feliz the podcast substack? Yes, I, would, I that'd just be need popular. more of Los Feliz information. So, however it came to me, I'd be pretty happy. Because I can man it. I don't know how hard it is to write a substack. My friend Bonnie has one. It's called at Is It Okay, and it's very good. So I'll, I can ask her. But what's like? What's the commitment? I mean, I well, personally, I would not charge people for Los Feliz information. You know what I mean? Like it would be mine would be free. So like, if I wanted to do a free newsletter, what am I looking at? Like time wise. Whoa, sorry, Jeff. Elise says she like writes it from bed like in 15 minutes. Yeah. I have found that I can't get out of my old 1990s head of how to write a column. So right. I'm spending way too much time. But but I don't know how long it would take you to type up. Just we, like there's, there's a, there's a dance like. at Alcove tonight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are there dances at the Alcove? No. Well, they oh. do have special events. But uh, yeah, I would want to do like a community bulletin board. That's mm. why I wouldn't charge yep. for it. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm in. I'll think about it. How do you keep track of everything going on in Los Feliz? Yeah. You wouldn't believe how many people tell me and oh, how yeah, you gotta walking share around this. and just, yeah, I get I get DMs. Yeah, I need to know everything. I, I know, I know. I need to disseminate the information yeah. a little bit better. So Joel wrote a story about, uh, Jeff, are you mm-hmm. aware that there was an Adam Carolla fantasy comedy camp like hosted by Adam Carolla and Jay Leno? I want to say no, but that sounds vaguely familiar somehow. Yeah. So very expensive to attend. Joel wrote a piece about it and attended it. No. Please tell us everything. Did you learn how to be a stand-up comic? Um, probably not. But but people... Okay. It, it was four days long. Mm-hmm. Oh, my Whoa. God. Where? It was held at the Hollywood Roosevelt Hotel. Okay. You ever been to that little theater that's yeah. behind the fake bookshelf they have like magic shows down there yes so it's held there it was so many people signed up wow that it was it was too crowded you couldn't and it was the one of the challenges was unlike a fantasy camp where it's like oh i get to go you know ground you know field grounders with uh bucky dent there's is much (laughs) less interactive right Mm -hmm. like your stand-up isn't something you really do with other people so it was a lot of famous people giving speeches and less you doing stuff like a like a conference it was a little bit more like a conference but people people really liked it the people who came do you feel that they were corolla fans leno fans corolla fans huh and so they they how much did it cost Oh, I have to look it up, but it was. I feel like it was like thousands. four thousand yeah. dollars. Oh, or something. oh yeah. my god! Yeah. And plus, you had to fly out to LA and mm-hmm. you put yourself up at the hotel. Jesus and, Christ! Uh, but it came with the free lunch across the street at the Hard Rock Cafe, which is one of the more depressing things I've ever done in my life. It's I, the, it's, the prefix lunch. I'm oh. so excited! I was so excited to find out that Hard Rock Cafe still exists. Even it's a it's a dark dark experience. Yeah, 
But um, wait, the, on Sunset Hollywood? No, this is all Hollywood and Highland, yeah, right? right yeah. Like you have to walk past three Spider Men. Oh, there, oh, oh, right, right. Uh, Hollywood Boulevard. But because they're Corolla fans, by day three, I was learning incredible backstories on these people. Please, oh, like there is the um, this guy with like a boxy suit and a ponytail. Hat was the lawyer for Alex Jones and the Proud Boys. Oh, yeah. yeah. And his name, I, so I read the beginning of Joel's article and I, it was so good. I don't know what happened. I don't know why I finished it because I knew I was going to see you. There you go. His name is Norm Pattis. That's right. Oh, my God. Which is also the name of like the guy who used to own not the the other Norm Pattis. Apparently, there's two Norm Pattis. He owned podcast. He's he passed away, but he owned podcast one, which is the Mm. network that the Corolla show was on. Oh, that seems isn't that super weird. Yeah. Different guy, though. Different guy. What? Not yeah. related at all? No, because it's P-A-T-T-I-Z versus oh, P-A-T-T-I-S. Yeah, like really close. That's to to really keep great. them straight, the one guy was defending all these terrible people, and the other guy ran a <laughs> podcast network where he pulled a gun on an employee at the office. So just, <laughs> yeah. you know, wow. and very different. <laughs> like like night and later that night. The yeah. Corolla world is exciting. Oh, it is. <laughs> Wait a minute. So this is this the lawyer for Alex Jones that allowed Alex Jones's phone to be admitted into the record so that all of his texts became public? That. I forgot. That, that seems <laughs> oh, likely. That he also a- had tried stand-up once before, and... Uh, in Connecticut, where he lives and works, and he uh, was talking about kind of wokeism and decided to use the N word. Oh, geez. Uh, in it, wait, then or now? Then, Always a good idea. And it did mm-hmm. not go over. Well. It was a local oh. news event. Anyway, so he was there. There was. <laughs> He's like, finally, I'm going to find the crowd that where that that gets me. There was a guy who had played, who had been. I don't think he played a game. But he was drafted by the Saints. There was uh, a guy there who was 14. His parents had sent him out there. Oh, my God. There was um, a woman. Uh, th- okay. There's. Tab. Very tab woman. She had actually been like a, a in the 80s, she had been like one of those morning DJs somewhere okay. in Florida. Okay. And, and, and had her own website where she kind of promoted herself and then got in Playboy. Great. And then she married some big oil person. Mm-hmm. And they had um, housed Kyle Rittenhouse for a year after he got. Wow. That's a very. But that feels like a real trajectory. Like. It got crazier. Okay. Keep going. She was there. (laughs) Sorry. With her friend who she wants to do a podcast with. They've been driving. They drove her. She met this woman on Instagram. Yes. Yes. As you do. So the other one was a. a, She'd been a makeup artist and she's a lesbian Mm -hmm. and she loves dogs in that very specific way that people get really into dogs. And the other woman, the Kyle Rittenhouse woman. Do you mean people or do you mean lesbians? I don't mean lesbians. I mean playboy kind of women. Wait, they're super into dogs? Yeah. You ever like... No. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Not really, but I'm going with it. Have you ever not been walking like on Ventura and and there's like a pet adoption clinic and they have dogs and it's like the women are all like ex playboy models no, and like, oh yeah that's a thing i did uh, not know no but yeah. I, actually i could imagine people who I, I project have been hurt by men in a horrifying get way get into animal rescue yeah get okay fair. Fair. that totally makes sense yeah. it totally makes sense and it also makes sense that like aging Playboy models now devote their life to animal rescue. I can see that. But yeah. also, like, Elaine Boozler, who is in my <gasps> n- next-door neighborhood, 
is also into dog yeah, rescue. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's not only those people. Lots of people That's like dogs. That's what I heard from what yeah. you said. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, let him finish his story. So oh. she... It's my show. I just want to say really yeah. quickly, my grandma was really good friends with Elaine Boozer's Oh, mom. really? Oh. Wait, with... Really? Did you say Elaine Boozer's dog? Mom. Oh. <laughs> she was friends with Elaine Boozer's <laughs> mother. Yes. They lived on the same street in Brooklyn. You have the best stories. I mean, it's just like a claim to fame. It's like such a brag. <laughs> okay. Okay. Sorry. So, so the Rittenhouse conservative woman runs some canine for cops kind of organization. Oh God! And so the um, the makeup lesbian reached out to her. The the it's simultaneously fascinating and boring. Like I don't mean like you know what I mean. Like there's something about they're so colorful, but it's always the same things that they're interested in. I'm sorry, Joel. Go, please. No, you're 100 percent right. And she um uh was high after she during the housing of Kyle Rittenhouse. I think her she caught her rich husband with someone else. Mm. There was some kind of confrontation. She takes off with lesbian to drive across country. Now they want to do a podcast. And so they were trying that out here at the Adam Corolla. How did, How did it go? go? Oh. Yeah. Well, eventually I just had to leave because uh. the one mistake they made was the final day they booked the um, improv uh-huh. and they had everyone do five Jesus. minutes, but they hadn't done the math on that. <laughs> so it was like 12 hours. <laughs> oh my God. Of people and, playing freeze tag. <laughs> What's that mean? Like when you go freeze and then you jump into the scene and do no, improv. No, no, there was no improv. improv. They were doing stand-up. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. Um, at so, the improv. Sorry. At the thank, improv. Thank, I'm thank so God. sorry. Thank at you. the at the comedy store. The imp- Not the Got comedy it. store. The, the improv. The improv. <laughs> <laughs> it's so confusing. Anyway, I left before those two women did their- Not doing improv. Did their 10 minutes because there were two of them doing it together. But, wow. But what was their pod- oh. What's their podcast going to be? Well, I, I heard them rehearse it. It's going to be them- uh, Having fun. Just shooting and, the oh, shit. So it's not yeah. them like talking about the story or anything that no. you just told us. No, they just want to do it. Okay. I wonder if they came out because they're like, Adam can get us a podcast. I mean, oh, I think that was part of why people did come out. And wow. also, if she housed Kyle Rittenhouse, that means she probably met Rick Schroeder, right? Because remember, uh, he, yeah, was, he was bailed him out, right? Oh, is that right? Yeah. I knew there was something jail. about yeah. that. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So- Which is the... I- it ruins everything for me. It ruins my childhood. I, I loved know. Ricky Schroeder so much, and I, he's he's so disgusting now. Yeah, it's awful. Um, how so, involved no, were crushing. Adam and Jay? Adam had to go to San Francisco during most of it, so he was As there. You do. I, I see two faces that are not surprised at this table. <laughs> and Jay just came to do uh, one kind of speech. And Jay Leno spoke and was. He was interesting. He was kind, he was he was very funny actually when Jay was speaking. But then whenever anyone asked him a question, four days, how many minutes was Adam present? Um, but he was there the whole time of the improv, standing okay. there. Oh, okay. Well, okay. So he so put in his one full day. For they sure. did have booze there. So yeah. <laughs> but what did Jay? What was at the end of what Jay did? So Jay did a couple weird things. First of all, he was funny on stage, but every time That's someone weird. came up to stage or asked him a question, rather, he. And to try, you know, he would like, hey, tell me your jokes. Hey, tell me and, your jokes. Yeah, and then, <laughs> that's not even sorry. That and was then, And then he, they would start, and then he would kind of interrupt them, and be like, "That reminds me of a joke I told," oh, yeah. which was oh. kind of weird, right? And then the other, the two other weird things about Jay Leno were the narcissist does a seminar. <laughs> it was weird. And then there was a guy who had, um, God, was it cerebral palsy? It's uh, very bad. Or um, Parkinson's? I don't think it was Parkinson's, but he, he. Um, Jay gave him some suggestions after he did his this bit, and it was like he and he brought this up twice in the one minute with this guy was 
when you come up, you should you should say there there's been an earthquake. And oh. you're the only one walking correctly. That oh, was no. literally a joke on different strokes or from on Facts of Life. I was for thinking Jerry Jewel. Jewel. Yeah. Oh, no. Remember our Blair on Facts yeah. of Life? Blair. Yeah. <laughs> Jewel. <laughs> That's my Jerry impression. Jerry Jewel. She- yeah, there was also something about like making a salad. Right? Yeah. I mean, that's crazy yeah. that he yeah. did that. He probably said it up twice. And then the other weird thing about Jay Leno was I went backstage to talk to him afterwards. And between being on stage and backstage, he aged 30 years easy. Why? What do you it, mean? He went from being kind of a, uh, a like vibrant, alive. alive, funny person to being very, very old. He's like, eh, Joel, I'm going to die. Oh, <laughs> That's so interesting. It's like maybe it takes all his energy. Maybe either being on stage is like a fountain of youth for him. Right. You think it's that? Yeah. Okay. The other thing I was thinking is like, he really tr- he it takes all his energy to be vibrant on stage, and then he kind of wilts, or some kind of he's Oscar Wilde thing. Several right. nights a week, right? Like every Sunday, he's at the Magic yeah, I think place. So. Yeah. And what's the situation with Mavis, his wife? Do we think? What What, what are the options? What are do they live applying? separate lives? Like what? we never see Mavis. What? Why do we have to see Mavis? I don't know. I just think we it's have to see that Mavis. All these years, we saw very little of Mavis. I don't even know what she looks like. She's like uh, she's like Niles's wife on Frasier. She's just she's never she's not around. And I appreciate a woman who wants like, to lead a private life. I really do. But are you <laughs> implying it's like the Scientology guy? It's like no, the David I know. Oh, kind of? yeah. There's just guys out there, and I think this might be, with the exception of David Letterman maybe true of some late night hosts which is that being married is a very important piece of optic optics it's an arrangement it's an arrangement just to be like well i'm a married man you can trust me late at night on tv when you turn on your television from the bus is this the oprah stedman thing uh well i think oprah and stedman are actually partners i do i believe they are i could be wrong i just don't know why she'd still have them around if he was, you know, right, like, she could have him disposed. Yeah, but you think Jay Leno's gay? I'm not saying he's gay like, at super all. Super gay? No, no, no. How gay do you think he is? No, I think he. What's probably, the scale? Well, I think they're both Kinsey's. They're both free to do whatever they want. But possibly. Kinsey's scale Jay Leno for us. <laughs> I, I never saw him as a gay guy. I just think he's so much more interesting. I just if think he's gay, road comedian riding around in his Stanley yeah. steamer around Burbank. <laughs> I love Fred that. I love Canadian that for him. Like, I wouldn't be yes. surprised if Jay Leno's had like, I, and I'm totally making this up. Like, if he's had a girlfriend for like 30 years. Oh, like uh, who is the George H. W. Bush? Oh, girlfriend? right, 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 Jennifer right. Flowers. Like that. No, 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 that was Clinton. Uh, yeah, but something yeah. like that. I'm just saying. Oh, that'd be cool. I'd love to hear that story of being yeah. Jay Leno's mistress. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. Oh, so you think that like he would lose. Middle American right. audience he wouldn't be that family guy. if he yes, if didn't he got have a, a ring divorce. On. Interesting. Yes. But now, what? Why? I guess because they because he and Mavis have done this charade for so, so long. long. They might as well because Mavis it. would get half. She of would his get empire. probably a lot of. Money. Remember, he hasn't spent any of his Tonight Show money. But you, what about the cars? <laughs> Do you think yeah. Mavis is real? I've never. She is real. I've never heard. Is there anyone else <laughs> we named Mavis talk around? And is it? She is real because for real. She, I think she might be into dog rescue. And she, she yeah, <laughs> and she was also when nine eleven happened. The only we saw Mavis. Oh yeah, no one the, saw her on that day. No, no, no. Oh, Mavis was Mavis was the one who like sounded the alarm very early about Al Qaeda, and no one was listening. And then Mavis sounded like the alarm. Her, that was her cause. No one was celeb. listening. What are you talking? Wait, about? How was Look Mavis? Wait, that wait. makes no sense whatsoever. 
No one's talking about the Mavis connection. Wait, when did she sound the alarm about Al Qaeda? <laughs> if you're someone nobody hears from and you sound the alarm, that's kind of on you. I think, right? If I remember correctly, <laughs> Mavis Leno, you have not established a, a platform yeah. from which anyone I'll would hear you. I'll look it up, but Mavis Leno like essentially came out of hiding around nine <laughs> eleven. Why is she getting the tip off? <laughs> And was just like, I have been trying to tell people about this for a long, long time. Why did she that nine eleven was about to happen? No, that there that we should be worried about terrorists. That we should be worried about terrorists and that a terrorist attack or something. What is Mavis doing? Is she doing work in the Middle East? Is she some sort of like? We all knew it was Al Qaeda as soon as it happened, (laughs) right? We thought Tim McVeigh was Al Qaeda. We thought Oklahoma. Like we listen. My grandmother turned in the gas station attendant down down the block. I mean, everybody thought they knew. Did she really? Yeah. Wait, Wait for what? real? Wait, what? <laughs> My Wait. grandmother was so after nine eleven. She was like, you know, you know which, how it's like if you side? see something, say something. Yeah. Well, there was someone from the Middle East who worked at the <laughs> gas station, and she called the FBI. <laughs> no. What? Ha- I've never what heard did this the FBI story. Do? Uh, I think they laughed at her. I mean, it was just Whoa. there was no reason to suspect Has this person. Ever, they like, were just uh, from the Middle East. How does she feel about having done that now? Well, she's dead now. So. Pretty Great. good. Okay. <laughs> or so bad. I, Maybe she feels bad. I don't know. Um, I just would like to say something from your hometown paper, Allison, the Orange County Register. Are you doing Jay Leno's hometown papers? September 11th, 2021. <laughs> Mavis Leno was nearly alone in warning the public that Afghanistan was in the hands of maniacal, misogynistic, religious extremists. Why was but nearly alone in her household she worked or where? Because it was the 10-year or 20-year, I don't know. But yeah. she... Uh, she had been working with Afghan women for many, many years oh. before, and before 9-11. That's what it was. But didn't we know... No, I'm not trying to take anything away from Mavis. So didn't we know that at the time? Like, it wasn't a surprise. Yeah. So is the fact that we don't that really know were... anything about her a conspiracy? Like, she's been silenced? Wait, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Hold on. Yes, there's pictures of her. I just don't... I, I don't feel she's as active as he is out in the world. Oh, well, no, clearly but, not. But Here's Mavis. How could she be? She couldn't look like more of a Mavis. Oh, that's she's your classic she's Mavis. Very, yep. She's oh, real Mavis. That is your classic but Mavis. But she, you know what? She has less gray hair than I expected. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's Jay. Yeah. So wait, so we really have Jay Leno then to blame for 9-11 because right, he, he had, yeah. could that's have right. gotten her he voice had, amplified. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mavis had his ear. Yeah. yeah he's, had, he's obsessed with dancing Edos instead of <laughs> preventing terrorism. Oh my God. According to Wikipedia, she has been the chair of the Feminist Majority Foundation's campaign to stop gender apartheid in Afghanistan since 1997. Look at that. That, that was the part of the story oh, you left out, Robin. Yeah. That is I mean, an important piece. Yeah, and okay. I also wish yeah. she would work, out, uh, work on a gender apartheid here in the states as well it's just, it's a right. big problem here yeah. too. Yeah. start at home yeah okay i have a question but you know how you're not supposed to talk about scientologists in public i think it's okay now has that blown over i think they i think they stopped chasing people down as much okay <laughs> well, what I do you mean you're not supposed you're being to serious or not yeah i Who? can't either <laughs> what, what do you mean you're not supposed to like you well get for your I own safety i don't yeah i don't know what happens what i think it depends i'm not going to say anything bad then you're fine would you guys, just hypothetically, would you go to a dermatologist if you did a deep dive on them and found out they're Scientologist? No. Yes. Interesting. This is the kind of McLaughlin group I like <laughs> to hear from. Yeah. Yeah. Now, t- uh, why? Pokemon? Why and why? Um, because, that, because that person signed up for some, that My money is going to indirectly support Scientology. Um, all right. Why would you go? <laughs> Why are you such an adamant yes? I, I don't really care what my my dermatologist believes in. Right, but 
Yeah. Would but, you not, what if they were a, a, a Trump supporter? I mean, listen, I have to have dinner. I have to have dinner with a lot of Trump supporters a lot of the time. You but, hold your nose. Which is worst place to send your money, though? Uh, to Trump or to science? That's such a good question. Uh, Trump, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Both are, oh my God, a, I'm so glad I answered that correctly. There's a lot, I feel, think there's a lot of people that would be hesitant to go to a doctor knowing they're like a full on well, Trump first supporter. first of all, you didn't say doctor, you said dermatologist. That is a t- Ouch. Burn. It's such a sick burn. Burn. It's such a bad burn you need to see in a dermatologist. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, they are, do- they are doctors though. They, ha- they are no, MDs. They are. They yeah. Are. Mm-hmm. Um, so. They deal with cancer. Of the mm-hmm. skin. That's mm-hmm. right. Of the skin. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So we got a no and we got a yes. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't. I don't know. I think that's great that you did a deep dive. Oh, so you're concerned that if they believe in Scientology, like they are probably not that smart and they probably I have believe no in all I- kinds of weird things that influence their work. I mean, honestly, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because honestly, it's like, that's fair. How can. And I'm sure if I have, I don't, I doubt I have any, maybe I, maybe there's a Scientologist out there who's a listener who's hearing this, in which case I'll regret that I spoke about it. But um, to me, it seems incongruous that someone could both be a doctor and believe in science and also be a Scientologist and believe there's aliens in your tummy or whatever they But believe. couldn't you say that about any religion? That's where I was kind of headed. Um, I have a friend that works in the medical field in the South, and he works with doctors that think the earth is like. 6,000 years old. I don't get that either. Right. And Doctors. I, tough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is a baffling thing to me as well. I think this is this is going to keep getting worse and worse, this problem, where like people with like jobs that we think are, mm. that you have to be smart and right. well-informed are going to have degrees and things that we don't want them I mean, to. Ben yeah. Carson's a fucking brain Sorry. surgeon. Right. Yeah. right. I wouldn't so, go to died. him. Right. right. No, that was... Uh, oh, sorry. Yes. What was his name? Ben Carson's fine, right? Do we really know? No. He could be with Wasn't Mavis. Wasn't Ben Carson the one that spent thousands and thousands of dollars on, on furniture for his yes. place, his yes. office yeah. or something? <laughs> cool, dude. Um, It's interesting. If I was going to a doctor and I found out they were like super religious, that would actually make me like not that into them although presumably they would keep it out of the room i would be like oh that's weird right and then they would keep it out of the room i mean i guess the ideal doctor for me is someone who's like funny charming smart and hosts a podcast like, uh. you know, we're all looking for ourselves <laughs> in every situation right <laughs> there's probably a lot of doctors with a lot of podcasts out there i'm though. actually joking oh Wow. I mean, I said that same. I'm so bitchy. <laughs> and when I think about it, I don't need my doctor to host a podcast. I'm just saying, I think we all feel uh, that's we all feel most comfortable with people that we think share our values, right? Right, right. I think Sh- that's what I'm about. Should I write a podcast? Uh, should I write a Substack about this? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. said, I feel like the when I think of Scientologists, I think of people who have pretty good skin. You know, so mm. she's probably a pretty good dermatologist. So the way right. that I found out she, and I think I'm probably not going to go to her. I, I I heard from another person that who used to go to her. They stopped because they felt that the office was always upselling them. Oh, so so I think for that a reason, dermatologist office. <laughs> no. oh, I think for that reason I won't go. But the way what I found out was when I googled her name from a long time ago, there was a lawsuit. Because so sh- there was an actor who was a Scientologist and then left Scientology and his chiropractor and his dermatologist dropped him and huh. his family afterwards. Sure. 
Uh, and so he sued them and I think she settled. But mm. that makes me go like, oh, the church has undue influence on how she is conducting her business. But this is like 15 years ago. Right. Huh. I don't know. That I, Wait. So the doctor was was she the doctor was suing these people for leaving her practice no 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 wait, is this one of those riddles where the doctor is a woman because <laughs> <laughs> i'm not following this at all Tab. um no okay so there was a guy yeah. who is an actor okay and he was a patient of he went to her oh for his skin and he she went to dropped her. him she when dropped he left, he left scientology, scientology so she dropped him as a patient she sent him a letter saying that he and his family could note like the would no longer be seen by her. Oh, right, because they're what's the suppressive word for it? people. That's yeah, SP. Yeah, that that's crazy. That's because what I'm saying. Like, that's you so don't crazy. go to the dermatologist that often, where they're like, "You are no longer welcome here." You right. go on an as sort of as needed basis. So that just feels so aggressive to me. Mm-hmm. But so is the Church of Scientology. It seems, yeah. Like, I, what what if I uh, what if I what if I get sucked up into the Church of Scientology mm-hmm. all because like I went, you know, for my complexion? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just go there and get your get an exam, and at the end, just be like, "Where, where, Shelley? Where, Shelley?" If you go in for your exam and they make you hold these two canisters, then walk out or walk in. Also, I could, you know what? I couldn't because the the entire time. I'd just be in my head like, she's a Scientologist, she's a Scientologist, she's a Scientologist. Right. It's not a massage. You can be in your head for the 10 minutes you're in there. Wait, you can't be in your head if you have a massage? I don't know. I massages. Wouldn't that, wouldn't that ruin it? I assume. Um, it, yeah. Yeah. It would ruin right? it for me. Yeah, probably. I wouldn't get a massage from a Scientologist. You know, I haven't, I don't think I've been here, and I say this with too much joy in my voice, and I mm-hmm. don't mean to, but I don't think I've been here since Matthew Perry died. Oh. And mm-hmm. you, Were you with Matthew Perry? have I, or was yes, I? Yes, okay. but, but Joel and Daniel don't know this story. But so I feel like I've it's okay it on the air, but basically the listener, you're right. Yeah. It's basically like I knew she went to a, t- I a, went yoga, to a yoga retreat, retreat and like, and, and I get so stressed out during sound math, but I had been the only person that had come into the sound bath late and knew that Matthew Perry was dead. And oh, like yeah. the whole sound bath, I was, yeah, I, I've shared this already, but I was just like, Oh my God, when do I tell people that Matthew Perry died? It's going to be so sad. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Nobody knows. It's going to be a national tragedy. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. And then, and then I was like, how do I tell everybody the responsibilities on me? <laughs> But the I mean the best is like feeling like when when people were like did like l- later on they were like did you hear Matthew Perry died and I was like stop are you kidding me <laughs> so what you even were- though I felt I broke the story what was their reaction when you told them I didn't tell them I oh, okay. I pretended I didn't know I see yeah but I'm like sorry just- for repeating stories I no, only come on this podcast. this is a new twist to it oh, okay. yeah, yeah and you would- ring a bell okay yeah. and you're just like, like enjoy this time before you know yeah I mean I'm sorry this is the time before yeah yeah. Sorry to dredge up old stuff, but someone stole Robin's sandwich. Yeah. Uh, my sandwich was stolen by another person before we went. Retreat. Yeah, before we went hiking in Sequoia National Park. <laughs> it wasn't a specific sandwich with my name on it, but um, there were 19 sandwiches for 19 people, and I was the ni- I was the 19th person to go get my paper bag, and there was no sandwich left. Wait, are, are you positing that someone took two? Yes. Or- oh, okay. Yeah. And she thinks sure? she knows who it is. Yeah. Oh, you do. I think. I think. I think. I don't know. I don't want to cast aspersions. 
But uh, it was just a weird situation with everybody else handing me their like extra. Oh, like the kid who forgot lunch. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> it was that's nice, but thing. I was like, "Fuck this trip." <laughs> what and kind of sandwich? I probably asked. It this was last a PB and J. Oh yeah. yeah. This sounds like a sad trip. I liked it, except like I mentioned before, it was the first yoga retreat I'd ever been on, and I have been on a lot. Um, and, uh, everybody drank and that what? just, yeah, that was not what I was expecting. After you do your nudist thing, you got to go to a yoga retreat. It's like they busted out wine, like, and, and it was the kind of thing where like, even like the yoga teacher was like getting up on us and trying to get us to dance. And if somebody is like getting up on you, that mean like grinding just a on little you? grinding, What's like, come gen- on girl. Like, you know, the wedding where it's like, come on, come dance with us. And if somebody, what? especially at a yoga retreat is like, I don't want to dance, yeah. then you have to, and you're the teacher you have to listen to that what's the gender breakdown on the yoga retreat all women next question so- could it have could men have come i think so oh actually there was a husband there so it wasn't all women i'm sorry i misspoke okay. but okay. one of the husbands of the teachers was there okay yeah it was fun i had fun but i don't know if i'd do it again sorry i told that story no twice, guys. please you the, this was like Another. This was like the two Netflix documentaries right. about the fire, about fire festival. festival. Yeah. yeah what yeah. do you think your boyfriend was doing while you were at the yoga retreat? I don't. I think he was hanging out with friends. I All think. Right. Yeah. I mean, I hope. No, I'm sure. I don't know. He was probably watching the New England Patriots somewhere. As someone who's been to one yoga class in my life, yeah. Oh. Um. What, Joel? Do you regularly do yoga? I don't. I don't like it, but I've done more than one. Okay. One's well, very few. It's very few. In, in LA and this it, time period? No. I know. I just, it was like a 90 minute class. Mm, very long. It was a time of my life where if I'm going to go to a class, I would rather burn calories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just felt like, I did appreciate that when anyone late came in and they had a sort of like, sorry, I'm late. The teacher would be like, we've been waiting for you. <laughs> oh, I was like, that's, that's so comforting. Good. Yeah. Um, Is it? <laughs> I, I feel like actually, that would stress me out. It's haunting. Actually. I went to a yoga class. And the oh. teacher made such a big deal out of the fact that I was the only guy there during know. the class and then after the class. And then she came over to me while the class was still there and she said, you know, it's just great to have to see a man here and just, you know, you've been to yoga before. And I said, no, this is my first time. And she said, well, that's great. What did you think? Do you have any questions? And I just said, when it's over, how do you tell who won? <laughs> <laughs> great question. And she was just like, well, it's not really about oh, that. And I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, I, I've been to one and it just didn't, uh, I was very, I, there was a lot of anger I was dealing with at the, at the time. Yeah. And I was like, it. I guess yoga is what I need or something. And it just didn't like even touch it. And yeah. I'm like, this is not, I, I didn't go back. Boxing is really good if you're angry. Yes. I yeah. could see that. Yeah. But when you go on a yoga retreat, what are you looking for? Mm-hmm. Like, what are you looking to get out of the experience? Um, um, I was asked to go. My, it's what my best friend wanted to do for her birthday this year. And I'd always wanted to go to Sequoia National Park. So it just seemed like, oh, yeah, I can do that. But as it got closer and I started having to pay for it, I was like, what am I doing? And but, but all the ones you went on in the past. All the ones I went on in the past, I was single and I was like just sort of a free person and just loved yoga, loved doing yoga and and just loved doing it all day if I could. Okay, um, so it was about yoga. For me, it was always about yoga. As someone into yoga who yeah. was single, yeah. <laughs> when you went on a dating website, yeah. that's what they're called? Apps? What yeah. are they called? I have yeah. no idea. Yeah. W- would you? Would one of the pictures or more be of you doing yoga? No. Oh, my God, no. I don't think so. I don't think so. 
But I will say to what Jeff was saying, there's nothing worse to me than yoga teacher humor. <laughs> Then yoga teachers who think they're funny, and God bless a lot of actors and theater majors. Like, I always say, like, anytime I went to a yoga class at Center for Yoga on Larchmont, I was like, the cast of Godspell is in this room. Like, <laughs> you know, the just is a vibe. But the worst That's where is, I took my one class. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. yeah. So for sure, there were jokesters there. So it's the kind of thing where I'll be the like, teacher was not downward facing dog for three breaths, two. 10, oh. 9, oh, and, and then, shit. right, and then people are like, That's and then because stuff. you're in this weird compromised physical position, everyone laughs because it's a release. It's not because it's funny. Um, they just laugh, <laughs> and it's 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 not, it's just... Joel looks demoralized. The, <laughs> well, the, I was, you said the worst comedy person is the yoga teacher. I think it's the judge. Oh, like a federal judge? I've never any, heard a judge make a trial joke. judge. Oh, tell me everything. Well, they've there's a lot of they've got the floor. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They it's definitely a captive do. Audience. It's yeah. a captive audience. Everyone needs them, him to like or yeah. her to like them. Yeah. There's, and there's a lot of of sometimes some judges like to make a lot of jokes. I've literally well, I've never actually been present in a trial, but I no one. But I've never heard a judge make a joke. Like, what are we talking I haven't about? Either this is fascinating. Oh, I've I've heard about this through friends who are lawyers. Um, but I've I witnessed it once because I was I've always wanted to be on a jury. Can't ever get on a jury. Uh, <laughs> really? Ugh, ever, ever, ever. And I was. Why do they disqualify you? I've interviewed people about this, so there's different reasons. Um, it's not always the same. But I but I I'd been getting good at limiting any information about me, <laughs> like real yes no answers. Yeah. Real vague, like what do you do for a living, like communications like i just real <laughs> vague right that's fine so um staying off juries i feel like that's a sub stack yeah or should at least be an article <laughs> yeah. people would sign up for that for what, sure. how to stay off juries how to stay off juries but you're a fool because everyone's happy when they're on a jury yeah so uh yeah this judge was a murder trial wow and i was on i was like juror number two for a full day and then they eventually kicked you know before oh. it before the trial started they were, were still you a little depressed i was so, i <laughs> i without thinking yelled out what did I do wrong? What did really you do loud. wrong? And, and everyone laughed because everyone else wanted to get off. And, um, and I looked at the woman who kicked me off, the, uh, the, def- the prosecutor, a, a defense attorney. And, and I looked at her, I'm like, I'm going to call you. Right? <laughs> to ask her, she said, okay. And I called her office and she wouldn't tell me. But that's so funny because the oh. bar is so low in that situation and what you said was actually so funny. And again, it must have like in that situation yeah. in a courtroom yes, yeah. when you're but dealing with intent. legal. I was just yeah. really but you probably fucking crushed that moment. <laughs> I crushed it, yeah. You knew it because like, yeah, you had yeah. you had them in the palm of your a hand. A judge making jokes is a lot like a CEO making a joke to their employees. Yes. There's a power yes. thing where it's you yes. have to laugh. It's like and a Michael Scott humor. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I just think I, I'm Except kind of there obsessed are with there who might go to jail for the rest of their lives. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> There's the stakes are not high at all. Which is hilarious. But I just feel like I'm sort of obsessed with like when when you're in any sort of gathering and someone gets up and is just like, Hey, it's time to start and they say one F minus thing that sounds like it might be f- like mm-hmm. you know just like uh, I'm I'm oh. sweating here and people are like Ugh! like ah! people just like really right. need a reason to just laugh when they're gathered in a group. Uh, Sometimes I I when my grandmother died, my aunt had been gifted some improv classes for her birthday. <laughs> oh my god! She, thing to get someone and she we were so we funny. were and it wasn't like it's a Jewish thing. I don't know if this is always true. But we were. 
giving speeches by the gravesite. Yeah. And she she used the opportunity. <laughs> to do what? To do a tight five. To do a tight five. That's incredible. Wow. Was it good say? though? It was rough. Well, it was about my grandmother and, and her mother who uh-huh. were friends. But uh, I, I, I was not digging it. You did wow. not like that. No pun intended, yeah. Really? <laughs> so wait, what are the... Sorry. No. What are the judge jokes that you've heard? You know, I don't remember. I just remember he was making a lot of jokes and he, he was a... Little funny, but it just like didn't seem right. Because you but, know what I don't yeah. like. Sorry, is uh, I don't like flight attendant humor. Oh, sure. on Southwest. Yeah. Sure. Well, I, I haven't Sometimes flown Southwest, that Southwest in a long time. I actually I remember lie. Southwest being funnier than a lot of the other. I ones. made a lot of jokes when I got to do the flight. You got to do that. I, got, I was a flight attendant. They trained me in Atlanta for Delta, and then I got to do a flight. Wow. And I got to work the the. Oh my god! Something. I also was it? did a lot of jokes when I got to be the un- you know the Universal tour. <gasps> Universal Studios tour. Yeah. They let you me do that. that. Yeah. Wow. And I gotta say, in both situations, people aren't really listening to you on the, and, and even if they are, they want to pretend they're not. Right. It's a, it's a tough audience. It's what I call a joke like substance, where it's like those words are <laughs> possibly said in a way that should could be arranged mm. funny, yeah. but it's not actually a joke. But we react because we're so uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, we that's laugh. interesting. Yeah. I love it. Or it, it sort of, it presents as a joke. You're like, right. oh, these are jokey elements, so I, it would be rude for me not to go on. There's a lot <laughs> right. of that in the workplace. Oh, yeah. yeah. A lot, because people are just so, just needing a laugh. Right. That people, you know, everyone knows what that cadence is, you know? So, yeah. And sometimes I'll sit there and think, well, that wasn't actually funny, but we all <laughs> laughed at that. There's no joke. I love an outsized laugh at something that wasn't funny, but people, I, it's my favorite thing, because I'm always just like, God, people are easy. My favorite thing in a crowd, and it kind of can annoy my wife, is I will notice when people are really not listening to someone because uh. they're boring, and I will wait for them to say something vaguely positive, and I will start clapping. <laughs> and most people, because they know they're not listening, will just start clapping, too, oh just they're listening. And you can get oh, a pretty, no. pretty good group of <laughs> yeah, people clapping great. pretty fast. Wait, why does your wife not like that? It's rude. It's rude. It's just rude. <laughs> You're basically with your hands telling somebody to shut the fuck yeah. up. Yeah. I do like crowd control like that. I remember in college, we went to Denny's, and this is a Denny's that's on Vermont in Koreatown, oh, yeah. and very always very crowded. And this guy, he was like a friend of a friend. It was very crowded. He just started going, shh, shh, <laughs> shh. And like, eventually, the whole place quieted down, and then he farted. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, incredible. But he could get the whole diner to that's, quiet. Like, that's it was, incredible. <laughs> This? It was a friend this? of my friend. Oh. I didn't know the guy. An idol, like a, an icon. Yeah, I wish you did. I mean, honestly, yeah. That's it great. Pretty, just that? to know that you could quiet yeah. an entire room down by doing that. Yeah. Remember they used to shut the lights on and off to get you to be quiet when you were a kid? Yeah, a I should do that at home. You do that at home? No, I should. Oh. I'm going to start. Talking to the microphone. Share this gold. Yeah. Oh, Pretend gonna... like you're a judge just <laughs> waiting to rip it up in the court of law. <laughs> Let's say hello and welcome to the new patrons. Allison wants to say thank you to a couple of special people out there. It's time to be new patrons. Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. Patreon. Patreon. Hello and welcome to Ashley Grether, to Hales, to Nadia Stimple, Nicholas Cross, Jill, Morgan Hoffman, Michelle Holland, Jennifer Thomas, Lisa Brunette, Cheryl Falak. Josephine Stack and Aaron Hagseth. Hello and welcome 
what is going on between you two. Do I have to see you in different (laughs) places? Some of those names are made up. (laughs) People might be using fake names. They were great names. names. I love it. People might be using fake names. But which which one are you most suspicious of? Here's a list. Most of them. Hagseth, um, I'd never heard before. And it's Aaron, E R Y N. Aaron Hagseth. Hi, Aaron. I'm sorry if we're making you feel bad about your name. Yeah, you have a great really. Name. One time, Daniel said something negative about the name Ainsley, and an Ainsley mm. wrote in and was not, not thrilled. Happy. <laughs> there was a lot of damage control. Ainsley. Yeah, he felt really bad about it. Yeah, Ainsley's pretty. I, I think Hagseth is great. I've just never heard it. Yeah. All right. I, I think I said Ainsley thinking of all the names. Like there's a, it's a southern thing to put Lee at the end of sounds. But like Ainsley's like a real name. Yeah. yeah. But there's also like Like Jerry Lee or something? No, I don't, not Jerry Lee. Lewis? <laughs> no, not Lee like Oh, I thought you meant, Yeah, yeah. But L I Oh, oh I see. Like L E I G H yes. or something like that. K Lee. I had yeah, never heard just, the name Everly until oh. we took a no, baby I've met class. Now, like several Everlies. Everly is It's very popular. Yeah, with the E I G H. I'm used to it now, but there was a moment where it felt very like trendy to me. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah. should, should I write about that on my Substack? Yeah, yeah. yeah. you're gonna need content. Do you keep so a notebook? Like, where do you put your ideas? Oh yeah, what, how do you get your ideas? What's your What's your App- system? <laughs> I use the Apple Notes thing. Mm. Yeah. Smart. I have a hard time uh, keeping that organized. It just feels like a box yeah, full true. of just But then you can search it. it. Yeah. I'm okay with the box of random stuff as long as I can search it. You can search it. You can search photos now. Yeah. Yeah. That's For a while. Great. What do you mean? You've been able oh, to. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> She's a photo influencer. Let's do my new segment, which, by the way, I was a little worried that mm-hmm. people might be like, why are you trying to sell me stuff? Oh, um, right. But instead, everyone's like, I love this new oh. thing that you're doing. I love your recommendation. Da, da, da. Um, so if you're the one person out there who's not enjoying it, don't ruin this for the rest of us. <clears throat> oh, do you have, sorry, Podcast Pals product picks? Podcast Pals peanut picks. <laughs> no. Oh, no. Oh, no. That was me, Joel. <laughs> Because we were trying those boiled, we were trying those canned boiled peanuts and flagrante. Oh, (laughs) my mom always used to say "and flagrante." Really? Oh, they were caught in flagrante, (laughs) Robin. They were in flagrante. What does that mean? Like it took forever for me to understand. Who was caught in flagrante? That seems so rare. I feel like every story my mom told it was just they were caught. But she doesn't mean literally. She means. I don't know. Like caught but, red-handed or like caught... No, no have it. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, isn't it like en flagrante delecto? I think so. I feel like there's another... No. No, delecto. No. Yeah, there's a... What does delecto mean? That sounds familiar. That's I when Fonzie know. likes something. Delecto. <laughs> hey! Jeff, is, is it just en flagrante or is it en flagrante delecto? I'm trying to look it up at the internets. Oh, yeah. Sorry. We have, a, we have a terrible internet in here. Well, well, I'll just make something up. Yes. <laughs> I don't I've know which that, one you're I have guessing. heard that term before. Right. Yeah, for sure. But what does delecto mean? That it's delectable to be in flagrante. <laughs> Solved. Has anyone here ever been caught in flagrante? No. No. So, it, wait, like, if let's say someone walks into the room, is yeah. that in flagrante? For sure. Absolutely. That's, that's definitely. Okay, here we go. So, Merriam-Webster says... 
meaning of inflagrante as as in inflagrante delecto. Oh. Uh, bu- 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 bu. <laughs> the young stars, Tom Cruise and Rebecca De Mornay, were seen inflagrante delecto in every room of the Center Hall Colonial in uh, risky, risky business. business. Who sure. were they caught by? Us, the viewer? What do you mean? They were seen in flagrante. They weren't caught in flagrante. They were seen, seen by us, neighbors? the viewer, or by neighbor? Like I don't remember. Viewers of the film, I would assume. That's ridiculous. That's not a good use of it. Miriam? But what is the delecto? What is, what is flagrante and what does delecto mean? <laughs> flagrante has, must have to do something with flagrant. Right? Wait, sorry, what does flagrant mean? My brain's not working. Flagrant racist. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Just, um, it means they right. smell, right? Yeah. <laughs> Um, but it, yeah, it, that term came up a lot in my childhood. Maybe because I went to a nudist colony when I was six. <laughs> I can't believe I forgot what flagrant means. Because uh, in know. my, I know, but in, but my head was like, flagrant's not a word. Yeah, it sounds like it might not be a word. Right. Yeah, because it sounds like fragrant. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, let's do our podcast, pals. Peanut picks. Peanut picks. Robin, do you have one? I do. And it came from a substack. I'm not even kidding. It came from a substack by Jessica Defino and she oh, writes I about followed, beauty. That one too, yeah. And she wrote a great um article about the skin barrier and how we're mm-hmm. supposed to stop tearing away our skin barrier and how basically all facial products are we don't need them essentially. And what you really just need is jojoba oil for moisturizer. Wait, I like when you say that. What is it? Jojoba? <laughs> it's spelled J-O-J-O-B-A. Like Jojoba. Why is that the best of the oils? I don't know, but like I tried it out. I went to Whole Foods. I got a $6 bottle of jojoba oil. And aside from the fact that the side of my huh? neck is totally broken out. From the jojoba oil? No, it's from, okay. it's from the way I sleep. But why is this better than like oil of Olay? I think it... Oil, it all goes back to ho-ho boy, ho-ho-ba oil. <laughs> I think we've all just dressed it up as different things, such as oil. What about oil olive oil? Yeah, you could put olive oil on your face okay. for sure. Wait, is this, this is not in the place of cleansing it though, or No, is it? it's like cleanse your face, but all you basically need is to wash your face mm. and at, at night and maybe during the day put a little bit of ho-ho-ba oil <laughs> on it. And she says you don't even, you don't really need sunscreen, which I think <gasps> is very oh, that debatable. That like, is Even the Scientologist dermatologist no. doesn't say that. <laughs> uh, everyone, I know this is, re- I'm causing a revolution. Wait, Jessica <laughs> no. Defino says this or someone she interviewed? Jessica Defino. <laughs> Did I say it like that? No, I didn't. Um, <laughs> my voice keeps cracking because I'm going just, through puberty. I'm not a doctor. You're but not? I watch a lot on... T- I know. I did, You did ask me a question <laughs> yes. as someone who has my medical degree. Yes. <laughs> and I do watch a lot of TikTok. There's no way it's okay to not wear sunscreen. I know. I mean, it's okay, but that's, there's no way it's better for your skin. That's what she posits. That would not work for me personally, mm. but like the last week or two, I've been doing jojoba oil. <laughs> And I find that it's just like there's that thing Vintner's Daughter, which is like $150 mm-hmm. for like a thing of serum. And this feels exactly like Vintner's yeah. Daughter. Like, mm. why not just spend less money and put something directly on your face that works? Mm. I don't know. Yeah. So your suggestion is which product? Uh, jojoba oil. Jojoba. When I think of jojoba oil, I think of um St. Ives. Yes. Don't they make a lot of... Yes. I always thought it was jojoba, but... 
I think it, I think jojoba. I'm saying it wrong. Jojoba. But by the way, St. Ives was such a high school brand yeah. for me. And I thought like this St. Ives is going to clear my acne and make my skin so smooth. But I think what this writer, thank you. I think what this writer is saying though, is that we, that all these products that are sold to us are mm. just kind of bullshit. Oh, that's probably true. Yeah. yeah. And I, that's something mm. about that really resonated with me because I spend so much time on TikTok looking at like mm. all these age ads that I'm getting. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, I should do that. I should do that. And then like, oh, <laughs> so for the the scam selling to women is the anti-aging yeah. and the scam selling to men is the testosterone it's sure. all it, it, all those things are yes. fucking bullshit absolutely wait but i think but testosterone is not bullshit i'm not saying it's good for you but no it's no, a, no but it's there's a, a lot of scammy th- i'm oh. not saying that oh. it's that testosterone's bullshit i'm saying there's a whole industry of scammers yeah. who are preying on men's insecurity about wait, their testosterone if you use a certain thing on your so there's a bunch of bullshit that's like, supposed there's to like boost supplements your- and things that will boost your testosterone. It's like, yeah, you, you you definitely it's a thing, and there's ways to boost your testosterone. But like, there's a lot like of people that will suck money from you with bullshit supplements. Yes. And I think that in the beauty industry, yeah, the the key word is like anti aging. Yes. It's the same kind of yeah. Mm. Going back to high school and St. Ives, did yeah. you also sometimes? I would periodically see an ad for Noxima, usually with oh, yeah. Rebecca Gayhart. Sure. And then I would decide I need that. Yeah. And then I would buy it and I would use it. And I'd be like, I, this smells terrible. I hate it. It's so medicated smelling. Yeah. She smelled horrible. <laughs> Everyone I, in Hollywood I, knows this. I, I know the promise of like when you have bad skin and you see those commercials mm. and they're directed right at you and you're mm. like, I need that. And I remember like using the St. Ives apricot scrub yes. being like, I'm going to be so pretty after I mm-hmm. use this because of the commercial. And then like my TikTok acne was like that. worse. Oh, they do. Yeah. Because it's supposed to be like really rough on your skin. Yeah. You know what product? Product worked really well for me in high school finally was and I'm wondering if you ever use this Clearasil daily face wash no I used it for years and years it has a very specific smell sort of like I used smells like teen spirit mm-hmm. and then they re-released it many years later and I went out and bought it and I was like I can't stand smelling like right. I did in 11th grade um and that's literally the product the song is named after yes <laughs> yes kind of a brilliant name I think it was called the scent I liked I think it was called Caribbean cooler. Oh God! Or that might be a drink. I can't remember. <laughs> or both. Yeah. Or you can yeah. drink. Definitely the is a drink. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah. Clearasil daily face wash was just like a for acne. Yeah. But it was it was good stuff and very drying though. Yeah. Okay. So jojoba oil. Jojoba oil six from Whole Foods. Bucks, six bucks at Whole Foods. Wonderful. I like. Thank it. you. You're welcome. Joel, do you have a recommendation? So this is a product I have to name. Yeah. That Something- you use on your face. No. no. Okay. It doesn't have to be for your face. Any product. Say you didn't read the email without no, no, saying no. you didn't read the I did, email. I did. I did. I did. Okay. okay. So the the gift I give people sometimes when they come to my house are these, um, I shouldn't say gift, it's something I push on people, oh. these um, lodge scrapers for to clean your pan with. Have you ever used your these? Your pan. Oh. They're just silicone. Silicone. But yeah. they're, they're, no, they're but sharp I've, that, shaped. That sounds useful. They're useful because it's hard, especially in the corners, to scrape stuff uh-huh. off of. Like a cast iron And they're like three, two, three bucks. Huh. And, um, and they work incredibly well. And what you, are they called? They work not just for cast iron pans, which you, I do use mm-hmm. them for, but they work for any pan. And you push them on people who come to your house? Like a host yeah, gift? Yeah, just like this will make your life easier here. Oh, but it's smart. what is it I just called? Buy them Does by it them. have your like name and address on printed on it? No, I haven't given it that much thought. You should have you your should. Substack printed on. What do you call oh, yeah. it? A, a lodge scraper. Nice. A lodge makes the ones I buy, but I bet they're all kind of the lodge same. Lodge scraper. Because to oh, get a, a personalized Joel Stein lodge scraper yeah. would be amazing. <laughs> I think it's a good idea. And I also buy the um. Uh, now I'm on a roll. The um, you know those 
I call them Swedish towels. Those instead of using paper towels, you do you know these oh, things? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are good too. What do they do? Are they reusable? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're just like they're not quite sponges. They're kind right. of like square and flat. Yeah. They oh, kind of, my mom gave me some, yeah. some of those. They're really useful. Yeah, I I've yeah. heard I've heard that they're great. Just instead I'm, of I using paper towels. I think we ended up throwing it out though. I can't remember why. You buy them by the stack. You, oh, okay. You throw them in the in the washing machine or even the dishwasher. Whoa! What? Wow! And, and so there. So you don't? Do you not have paper towels in your house? We do have paper towels. But we don't use them as much. Ooh. What? Well, give me an towels. example for when you would use a wiping, paper towel. Wiping something up, huh. a spill, or just something that's dirty. And when would you use a Swedish towel? I'm sorry. That's when I would use a Swedish okay. towel. Okay. When I would you use a paper gun. towel? When I uh, I'm too lazy to go get a napkin. Sure. Got sure. it. Like lunch. I don't know why. Why can't lunch. I use a napkin for lunch? We switched to cloth napkins yeah. during the pandemic. So did we. And I was like, I can't believe this is right. like so much yes. better. It's so much better. But we never had used them before, yep. even yeah. though we have so many of them. They I know. were just special occasion only napkins or something. It's silly. It's much better. Yeah. Much better switch. Mm-hmm. Eco friendly. Daniel, do you have something? Mm-mm. Wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> Jeff? I do. I just found out about this today. It's a toolbox. This is like a recommendation for like two people in your audience, one of which being Lee Bruns. Probably the other one is Bruce will, by Don. But <laughs> they'll enjoy the shout out. They'll enjoy they'll enjoy the concept, but they won't buy this because it's a toolbox by this company called Trusco, and they've been making these in Japan since the forties in the same way. So it's the Trusco ST three fifty two level toolbox look at this wow that's cool isn't it gorgeous wow. i think that's great yep. how really? much does something Ooh. like that run it's like yeah, 60 60 something that that's is snazzy no it doesn't have tools in it though it doesn't have tools in it but it has little compartments that open up and you can store things in it and it's just it's just gorgeous i mean it's this would be like a wall hanger toolbox you wouldn't want to yeah. use this no. can i put my smurf collection in there <laughs> could. can i put my rubber stamps in there you could can i put joel's scraper in there where he's advertising <laughs> a substack <laughs> And his Swedish towels. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You can put anything in it. Okay. When I say Swedish, what is the next word that comes to mind? Because there's something specific that comes in mind for me. You're not going to catch me. Ikea. <laughs> Ikea. Fish. Meatballs. Yes. I'm, meatballs. I'm a, meatballs is my, that's my match game too. Interesting. Well, why Ooh, was models what you were thinking of? You know what? If I flash to something from the 80s and there were... Either twins or triplets. Got to get on that mic. They're, okay, in the eighties, the where there's yeah, the, the, it was like some light beer su- commercial or something. There was sweet, yes. Oh, and yes. is that the and twins? No, thing? it was. Were they there twins? was a Swe- then there was a Swedish bikini team. Yes, a gag the whole too. team. But I there was a, there was a up. twins gag. Yeah. Oh gosh, of course you remember that Swedish. Did Hugh, Hugh Hefner have like girlfriends that were Swedish twins or something like that? Was that a thing? Probably. I don't think he ever went that international. Yeah, I don't. I think I mean, he really, right. and I think he, he loved America. Yeah, he's think, a true patriot. Yeah, I told you guys that scrapbook with him, right? What? I think I told no, you. Guys you that. I don't think so. What? Please tell us. Was Holly Madison there? Nope, just me, him, and his professional scrapbooker. Oh my god, he. He was really into genealogy, too, right? Huh. I didn't know that. He was like, well, I know, like I know in his later years, all like all his time was spent going over photos and stuff. Not just later. He started when he was like 20, and he kept, every week he made a scrapbook. Whoa. He had the world's largest scrapbook really? collection, as Guinness will tell you. Huh. And there's there were rooms in his mansion of just these. So I like grabbed one, and I like popped it open. I'm like, what do these things have in them? And it was like, 
him in a back of a limo with Paris Hilton and James Carville. I'm like, if I just randomly picked wow. that. Wow. So I was like, can you teach me how to scrapbook? He's like, come by. And I brought like a photo album and some pictures and he was very unimpressed with, huh. with my selections. And then we did his scrapbook. Wow. Anything in the newspaper that like involved someone involved in Playboy, he'd put that in. and So he was yeah. his own archivist. Yeah. He was his own archivist. When yeah. you yeah. said scrapbooking, my brain flashed to like, bullet journal, washi tape, calligraphy, like all the stuff that I feel like ladies, I don't even know if, like I did not picture like actual, like these are the, your memories that you're preserving, which it yeah. sounds like he was doing. I was picturing, I don't know, your hopes and dreams and like no, gummy no, bears. No, no, This is every yeah. week. That's so interesting. Yeah. Are That's you so guys, oh, wait, I want to quickly say what my product is. Mm-hmm. Can we um, guess? Yeah. Is it a beauty product? Yes. It's beauty adjacent. Beauty adjacent. Is it a uh, something you need batteries for or plug in? Are you asking which one or are you asking if it needs power? I'm asking if it needs power. Yes. I'm getting closer. Is it something you use on your skin? Not directly on. Not directly. Does it a pulsate some kind of frequency or light? No. Um, Is it an instant pot? <laughs> no. It's a beauty product mm-hmm. that requires power that you Is don't touch. Is it an electric face mask or something? That's no. good. That's good. No. Do, uh, I'm not sh- It's beauty adjacent. Beauty adjacent. And you plug it in and you don't touch yourself with it. <laughs> hmm. Maybe you should just tell us. Okay. So. Oh, we were getting so close. I have posted this before because it is it has changed my life and I use it every day and every day that I use it I'm like I'm so glad I got this. Does it involve scent? No. It's um it's a magnifying mirror like they have in a hotel. Ooh. It's mounted on the wall and it folds oh, folds yes. out and it has a light and you can flip it. There's the normal side and then there's the magnified. Yeah. Is it something you can put on a table? I've already said it. Mounted on a wall. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, the Is one it I have physically large. Yeah. I mean, it's it depends. It's not it like flap, 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 large. Anyway, okay. So here's the question, and then we're gonna do just mirror everyone, and then we'll be done. Um, are you a good archivist of your own life? I am not. Mm-mm. I've like as as someone who. Wrote for a lot of magazines and things like that. I look, I'm no Joel Stein, even though I do have a Substack. But <laughs> I interviewed all kinds of, you know, I do all that stuff. I have so many laminates. I don't have anything organized or put anywhere. Versus like you're, you know, James Morrell, right? I did. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I haven't talked to him, but yes, I was just talking to him recently. Actually, he's oh. in New York um, again. But anyway, uh, he, I remember there was a room in his house. Where he just had oh, yeah. like, did you see that too? Yeah. It was just like binders and like banker's boxes full filled mm. with stuff. From all the eras of his life yeah. and all the different projects and that things. That he had done. Yeah. And I was like, that's so interesting, but requires so much space. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Are you, do you do any kind of like archiving of your life? I, d- I did a lot of scrapbook booking like late high school, early into college. So I have a couple of college scrapbooks that are so dumb. <laughs> but during the pandemic, one of the things I did was I got all of my photos from my entire life digitized. Oh, and that's I'm really so... glad I Who did, did that. Who did you use to do that? Some guy in Woodland Hills. Oh. <laughs> um, did you do videos too? Or? Uh, no, I think I only had photos. Mm. We weren't a big video family. So I'm really glad I did that. And that's now smart. there's bins and bins and bins of those photos in plastic sort of tubs in my garage but like 
there's a lot of stuff that was ruined in the 94 earthquake. Mm. So like I don't have a I don't have the whole full breadth of my life. There's stuff that I that just got water damaged. So the stuff that I do have, I I promised myself if I ever had the time I would do it and then I didn't have an excuse. So I did that. Well, so good yes. For you. Thank you. And I also have all of my journals from when I was a kid oh. until now. I have every single one. Should and bring they, them and read them. They're so stupid. I think I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're great. We might I have need more. So many. So yeah, I I keep all of that stuff. But I'm very uh, militaristic about throwing stuff away or selling clothes, like stuff I don't actively use. Be I I don't know. I just like can't have a lot of clutter. So I have that stuff in the garage and like in a hidden bookshelf, and that's it. It doesn't what take over my what life. What was a hidden bookshelf? There's like in our guest room. There's these 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 cabinets that you don't know what they are, and then it sounds. I'm making it sound way more intriguing <laughs> than it is. It's just like you don't know what it is, and if you open it up, you'll just see all my photo, you have all my journals. But it doesn't look like it would be a bookshelf. What does it look first, like? It would be of just a big cabinet, like a closet. It looks like oh, okay. it's a closet, but it's an actual book. So it's you a are bookshelf. Wow. you're trusting your guests not to go. They reading, can go read through reading them. your That's journals. Fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's totally. I don't care. It's there. It's there. I'm an open book. <laughs> My wife just this week brought out the boxes I have of all the concert t-shirts. Wow. That I I used to insist on buying a t-shirt at every concert I went to for a she long time. She brought them out in a like get go yeah, through them. That please? was the yeah. Yeah. And then did, my my son took some of them. Did but, you have a Billy Joel Stormfront t-shirt? I did go to Stormfront. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I figured you would. At the garden. I had one. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But I was surprised there were so many concerts that if you had put me under a lie detector test, I would have said I'd never saw that person in concert. <laughs> and I was like, I saw Brian Adams? Like, I was, just stuff like that. <laughs> sure yeah. you did. Yeah. Do you have an Ugly Kid Joe story? No. Okay. Because I, I, I was about to say Ugly is, yeah. Kid Joe. And then I was like, wait, I feel like someone, someone I know has no. an Ugly Kid Joe story. I ran to one of the guys from Ugly Kid Joe at Whitfield the, Crane. No, at the, uh, I don't know who it was, but it was at the Phil Lineup statue in Dublin, Ireland. Mm, that's so weird. I was sitting there looking at it, and then he was he was like hanging around. He was like, "Yeah, we're playing a show." They're so, still playing. Yeah, this is actually ringing a bell. I, I feel like if this came up, not, not your story, okay, good. but the fact, the realization that like they're still playing. I feel like someone, some listeners, like you know this, Allison. It came up on this episode. Daniel, um, I know you, so I can answer whether you're an archivist of your life. No. Nope, not at all. <laughs> Jeff? Not. I am, but not in an organized, not in a highly organized mm-hmm. fashion. So I have a lot of things from different projects that I worked on, and I'll keep them all in an accordion folder or something like that, and they're kind of in the same general area or a filing cabinet. But yeah, it's not like in a binder or right. box or anything. Like I mean- that. And my- I hate it all. I look at it now, and I'm just like, why is, why is this not garbage now? <laughs> Marie Kondo would say, if it's not like in something you can display, and if you're not enjoying it, don't hang on to it. Right. But right. you know, she can go fuck She's herself. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening? Is it super late? It's getting late, and I have work to do. Jesus, this is not. I am not receiving this energy. <laughs> That's how it started. Yeah, yeah. This is how it starts. Today, fl- this is how it starts. Flagrante, <laughs> delecto. We're catching them in flagrante. Um, let's do just me or everyone. Sometimes I ponder on something I have thought or done. Is it just me or everyone? It's Tabo. Just me or everyone? Scoop doop. 
<laughs> I've been missing the scoop too. Um, all right, Robin, you said you had one. My is it just me or everyone is a cousin to uh, a just me or everyone I've used in the past, and it's based on my favorite joke that I've written, which is. Um, if you have a distracting mole, that's on you. <laughs> and and the, on Real Housewives uh, Ultimate Girls Trip, they go to St. Bart's. Mm. And Kristen Takeman, who was on the show many, many years ago and came back, has the biggest, blackest mole <laughs> on her arm that I can't watch the show. And I want Sorry. to Instagram DM her and be like, you need to get that checked out no. because the last time I felt no. this way Ariana. was Ariana on yeah. Vanderpump Rules. That black thing on her chest just kept growing and growing. Mm. And I was like, I hope somebody tells her to see a dermatologist. It all, it all goes back to just, even if it's a Scientologist. Yeah. Oh, wow. And then Not she bad. wound up having to get like massive surgery on it. It's a big scar. Yeah. So if you know Kristen Takeman, tell her to get that goddamn mole removed because it doesn't look good and it's distracting me from the show. I'm concerned that you're mole shaming. I am. Okay. I am. Again, I stand by my joke. <laughs> <laughs> so that's me. I'm very too focused on moles. Okay, okay so that's you're just me, everyone. Yes, Does anyone yes. else also. You were as looking at me the them. whole time. Is there? I, I'm I'm going to a dermatologist next week. Right. Is there something I should deal with? I don't know. I can't see if you have any. What do you mean? You I, were looking at me during that whole mole speech. I I know you don't have any moles. Okay. How? Any visible moles? I don't know. I don't go know. to the same nudist colony. <laughs> Elysian fields. <laughs> do you happen to have one, Joel? And if you don't, it's okay. Is it just me, mm. or does everyone have a Substack now? <laughs> well, it's me also. Oh yeah, okay. yeah. Oh. And it might be Robin soon. If I can, fi- if people would want to look at it, of course I mean, they would. I don't look know. You fishing. I'm in. I'm, in. I'm not fishing. I just have a friend, need, a friend that we've talked about who has a Substack that it's very successful, and it's like three lines long. And I'm like, how does she ask people for who? money for this? I'll tell, tell me you later. Fair, yeah. yeah. That her subsack is just oh just I like, know yeah it's just like please support my subsack and you're like okay and it's like four sentences it's like wow so I think it's great when people actually put effort into it. Bune bass or poo? <laughs> is it Bune? Who? Bune? No. Um, Jeff, do you happen to have one? I do. It's a really simple one, but I'm vexed. Baths. Don't care for them. Same. Oh. I cannot. I've tried. This was an not episode like, of New Girl that my son watched last. Was night. it? Not only do I not yeah. care, it's, I don't. I really dislike them. It's a well, lot of standing around yeah. waiting for the tub to fill, trying to get the temperature right. Yeah. And then you get in, and your legs are hanging out, or your top is hanging out. You never mm-hmm. get all the way underneath. Yeah. And then it just gets real cold, real fast. And then you're just sitting there, and then you have to get out. And- this has been my bath experience too. Yeah, and it- getting out, like the water, I feel like it like tries to hold you. It's like yeah. Schmidt said, "Why would you want to stew in your own testicle juice <laughs> on your girl?" Yeah, I think yeah. People, people want a hot that. tub. But That's, it- if I had a hot tub, I'd be in for it all sure. day, for sure, all day. But this is the this is for if you get a few seconds of hot tub, then a lot of misery. But people yeah. so frequently recommend taking a bath as like a wonderful yeah. gift to yourself, no. a thing that's going to make you feel better. I was tiny a bit of time if I was in a hotel I was like I guess I'm supposed to take a bath so I would take a bath there but I was not I just felt like they set it up yeah They'd Hotels are where the, I always the try, bubbles, but it, it, I, I never was happy about it. I enjoy a, I when I'm under a t- tremendous amount of stress or I'm mm-hmm. really, really emotional. I I feel it's very healing. To, they call it hydrotherapy to just oh. like get in the bath and just like be in the bath. I can't stay in too long. 
But I there I was never a bath person. And then when I was going through a hard time, I found them very helpful. Hmm. And then also, I bought a house, and this is not a brag, I bought a house that had been remodeled with like a 1983 Las Vegas uh, bath that had whirlpool, like with jets. Oh. We, we now, bought a house like that too, and my wife ripped it all out yeah, before and I, got in. I'm dying. I want... I've been wanting to remodel my ba- my bathroom since I bought the house. I can't afford to right now, so I just try and use that bath as much as I can and you, just amortize. It. And when you get out of the bath and you've hydro therapized, therapized, therapized but you're but now you're you're in a moisture depletion zone and you right. need to put something on. What do you put on? Ha ha ba. Thank you. Ha ha ba. Wonderful. Um, I would like to thank everyone. In order of how well they did. <laughs> okay, here we go. Well, Jeff. Just kidding. Um, just like, kidding. Thank, what happened uh, there? <laughs> I mean, just kidding about like that I'm doing everyone in order of how well they did on the show. I could never choose favorites. Ouch. Thank everyone. But Jeff, you know you're my favorite. Um, God, I'm sorry. Everyone for joining the show. <laughs> this has been delightful. I would like to remind everyone, you can, my Substack, my merch, Patreon, all that stuff. Go to allisonslinks.com. That's where you can find everything. Patreon. Thank you. Joel, where might we find you and what should we look out for? Maybe your Substack. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Substack. I forgot. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm I'm gonna try and be more active on Instagram these days at Robin Shore R O B I N S H O R R. I'll hopefully have some fun things to talk about in the new year and flagrante. What? How exciting, Daniel? <laughs> you can follow me at Daniel Quants. Uh, pretty much only at Instagram and Threads, I guess. Don't really do much. D Quants on the Snappy. Oh God. Oh, God. <laughs> And Jeff, what about you? I shouldn't be announcing this. I wasn't going to announce it yet, but Robin's lead into this was so perfect that I am starting my own beauty company and it's not jojoba, but it's hobo oil. And what it is, it's oil collected from discarded sardine cans along the LA River near Frogtown. Wow. And so you use that on your skin. It's very refreshing. And so if you want to check it out, it's hobo.oil.biz.cc. The website's under construction. I wasn't going to announce it until next month, but I couldn't resist this tie-in. Hobos have great skin. They do. Everyone's going to smell like Rebecca Gayhart if you do that. (laughs) Yeah. That's the plan. So Rebecca Gayfart. Bear with me. The website's still under construction, but hopefully check it out. Thanks, everyone. Listeners, thank you for listening. I love you. You matter. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Alice and Rosen show? We had a good time.